Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend, slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we are here to start our Star Wars series revisited with Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Now, the reason why we're starting with this Star Wars story is because... Andor, the new Disney Plus series, is going to be hitting Disney Plus here. Um, by the time this is out, it should actually already be out for people to, uh, to watch on Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. So we're just going to kind of give our um, our initial rewatch thoughts, kind of ponder on what was for Rogue One and how that affects and or all together and just our overall excitement for this new series. But of course, we're going to be getting into some initial rewatch thoughts here today and just a few thoughts about the Andor series from what we've read online. Then we're kind of just going to give our final thoughts about Rogue One and then close on out here for everyone. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics, or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Zevin, going to go see a concert here soon, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Tuesdays are, are definitely pretty rough usually, but thankfully got something to look forward to today, so... Uh... Yeah, I got to watch a good movie and hopefully go go to see a good concert. Yeah, I uh, I definitely feel that uh, Tuesdays can be a bit rough. You know, we're not necessarily towards the middle of the week yet, but we are coming up on the last days of summer, which is very very sad. Um, but at the same time, fall will be in full swing. You know, football season has already started. You know, we get that hoodie weather coming in soon. But yeah, um, yeah, fall season is it's it's almost here. It's almost upon us all together. So, um, do you have any uh, fun, spooky things you're going to be planning on watching to get yourself ready for Halloween? And what are you what are you going to be for Halloween this year? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to watch pretty much all the horror movies that come out during the spooky season. <laughs> there's there's a pretty good list we got. But um, as far as what I'm going to be, I'm I'm not sure yet. I have I have some options laying around. No, uh, Alfred this time or Wilfred. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Wilfred. He's he's buried somewhere. I don't know where, though. Buddy the Elf as well. That's right, Buddy the Elf. My God, I totally forgot about that. Last year, yeah, last year I, I dressed up, but it wasn't like anything clever. I was just like a DC fan. Like I had my DC like, hoodie on, and I had like a Batman... Um, uh, hat on as well, like a little ball cap. But this year, I'm I'm going as a as as Dustin Dusty Bun from uh, Stranger uh-huh, Things. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I got my hat coming in. The, the, the season, you know, season four, of Dustin, of course. Thinking about getting like a little like some wig stuff to kind of like glue to the back, but I feel like that's just gonna look super weird. But I got I got the Hellfire Club shirt coming in. I got the Hawaiian shirt coming in. The hat. So I'm, it's, it's a very simple costume that requires little to no effort. And then we're all good to go. You know, like that's all I need. How it should be. That's exactly. I mean, as much as I would love to dress up as like Cobra Kai gear or something like that, that that ain't flying with me, but 
to get back on track here, because we are limited on time today, unfortunately, but we are going to be giving our initial reactions, our initial rewatch thoughts, I should say, about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, to me, definitely top five Star Wars movies out there um, of all time. We're just going to be kind of talking about um, our, you know, what we noticed on our initial rewatch thoughts and just what we liked about the movie overall and, you know, the things that we didn't and, you know, our thoughts about the end or series, as I mentioned before, since this is all kind of coming out on the day of Andor. So very, very excited about that. So Devin, are you ready to get into our Rogue One a Star Wars Story franchise revisited review? We're going rogue. We're going rogue. <laughs> that was a very long winded thing I just said. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. After this introduction to Rogue One, a Star Wars story. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. There is a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? All the way. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard a little snippet of the trailer from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, just to let you guys know, this kind of goes without saying, but if you haven't seen it, we will be talking about uh, plot points in this review. So there will be spoilers for this because this came out in 2016. Had a few years to watch it. <laughs> I don't think spoiler warnings needed on this one. Not at all. Not at all. We're just going to go. We're, we're going to dive head head in first. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun. So really quick, I'm actually going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his initial rewatch thoughts on Rogue One, a Star Wars story, since he finished watching it again for, I don't know, maybe the second time, because Devin doesn't rewatch movies all that much. So I'm, I'm very uh, curious to hear his thoughts. So take it away, buddy. Yeah, I had not seen this one since it came out. So that was, what, six years ago? This one was definitely a very needed rewatch because um, it's just a great Star Wars movie. And it, was, it was very fun to rewatch this one. I just, I just, there's so much to love about this movie. Um, first of all, the cast is just amazing. You got Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan Tudyk, Donnie Yen, Ben Mendelsohn, Forrest Whitaker, Mads Mikkelsen, Riz Ahmed. Just, just keeps going and going. They're, and they're all kind of up and coming at that time. And now they're even more established. So it, it looks even more impressive when you look back on it. But I just love this, this ragtag group of rebels just getting the job done for the cause. Just giving the giving the universe the hope that's needed. There's a lot of good humor in this one. Uh, Kung Fu Jedi is, is always going to be one of the coolest things we've ever seen in Star Wars. And he was blind too, just to make it even cooler. K2SO is a great uh, android. Every, pretty much every time he spoke, it was funny. Like he just had so many good one-liners throughout. Pretty solid villain, Ben Mendelsohn. He's always, he always just gets the job done. And, um, you just, you just kind of fall in love with his team and, and, and their cause. And it's just, it's so, it was so refreshing to see a new story within the Star Wars universe that was done so well. Like they did use legacy characters, but it was done for the purpose of a story. 
that no one had ever heard before. And it was the story of how they got the Death Star plans. And that is a very important plot point. And I'm glad we got to see it. Yeah, I definitely echo a lot of what you said there. Uh, For my rewatch, I was actually able to go back to the theater to see Rogue One in um, IMAX, which was very, very exciting. And I actually got to see a little snippet, a little taste of Andor. It was it was about a, maybe a good five to six, six minute um, sneak peek that they gave us. It was supposed to be like an exclusive look within theaters. And once you go see an AMC and it's it's just one of those movies where I will never get tired of watching this solely because this is one of the first movies that Disney took that is underneath the the Disney Lucasfilm wing like we we had Force Awakens that came out in 2015 and I mean that that did wonders Force Awakens again one of my top five favorite Star Wars movies of all time like I it is in high regard for me um so is Rogue One so this was during the time where you know Disney Finally had that Star Wars license, you know, it was established and they were able to start making movies again um, for the franchise. And this was supposed to be a one of many a Star Wars story franchise in and of itself, because also we know that we got Solo a Star Wars story and there was supposed to be a few more. But they kind of started mixing those after the um, the backlash that Solo kind of ruined that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely did. But I mean, it's unfortunate, but I digress. Uh, When it comes to Rogue One, what I love about it is that it, it doesn't fall into the standard Star Wars cliches, like when uh, Felicity Jones and K29 are, you know, they're they're in one of the shafts. They're actually on the beach and they're trying to, you know, uh, get the Death Star plans. And uh, K29's like, he's like, I have a bad feeling. He's about to say, I have a bad feeling about this. And they're like, don't say it like, like hush, you know, quiet. Like we need to focus on the mission. And not only that, but this is the one and only Star Wars movie that I can remember. I don't know if Solo had this. You have to remind me um, that doesn't have a title crawl during the beginning of the uh, of the movie. It's just it just throws you in. And I absolutely love that the score um, was fantastic. It's a lot of different uh, renditions of of popular Star Wars uh, scores that are already out there. So yeah, Devin, like you said, this is just a ragtag group of, uh, of rebels altogether. Like uh, Felicity Jones has a fantastic job. Well, honestly, this, this cast is really stacked, like you said. And I, I just love the journey that um, Felicity's character goes on and the people that she meets. And it's all about, you know, everyone's trying to take down the empire, but they have their own way of doing it. So you have rebels essentially fighting other rebels, even though they aren't part of the rebel Alliance, they're still trying to take down the empire um, their own way. But it does create a rift between those who are trying to fight, um, you know, for the cause. So it's, it's very interesting. I I've always loved how beautifully shot this is. And I, I love the scale of everything, like the massive ships and the, and the giant islands that they're on. It just feels, feels very impressive to look at. Oh yeah. 
And I mean, of course, I mean, with Jen Erso, because I know that they did go back and do uh, reshoots for this, because um, we do know Darth Vader does make an appearance. Oh yeah, one of the one of the best Darth Vader scenes we've gotten, just dominating. It was amazing. Like honestly, just through like watching it again in theaters, like you know it's coming. And it's still amazing. I, I've forgotten where that takes place. I forgot it was like at the very end. Yeah, yeah, like the very, very end. And it does bleed into a new hope. And I mean, like you said, Devin, there are a, there is a bit of fan service there, but it's it's really just about hey, this is a singular story about how you know Cassian Andor, Jin Erso, um, K two uh, So. I think I think I said K two nine earlier, and I do apologize. Um, you know, Ben Mendelsohn's character, Orson, the entire movie is this, it's, it's an homage to Star Wars, obviously, but it's, it's canon, but it's not at the same time. I feel like, like, it's like, okay, it's canon, but it is not considered to be a part of the Skywalker saga, if that makes sense. Like it is a story that happens Within, you know, in between the Skywalker saga, but this story itself is not considered to be part of the Skywalker saga. So that that is what I really like about it. It is kind of a one off because, spoiler alert, you know, a lot of these characters they're all they're all dead. Yeah, they, everyone everyone dies at the end. Basically, they did it. They did it before Infinity War. They uh, they really and at the time it was it was kind of mind blowing. <laughs> Nobody came back. <laughs> That's the difference. Well, Andor came back, but it's a it's a bit in the past. Yeah. So actually, let's talk about that for a quick second before we close out here. Um, for Diego Luna, he is returning back for Cass and Andor. Uh, as I said before, by the time this is out, the first three episodes of Andor will be streaming on Disney Plus. There's also a little um, there's a little ten minute preview on Disney Plus for Andor that's actually pretty interesting. So it has Diego Luna and the the writer Tony Gilroy just kind of talking about the character and what the show is going to be, and it it looks really impressive. You know, I feel like that same insight is what they showed at the theater. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if if I go on there and be like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, I already saw this in theaters. Very very sneaky Disney. I, I see what you did there. But um, really quick, Devil, what what is your excitement for Andor? I mean, I know we haven't seen it as of this recording as of yet, but are you excited for this? Have you been uh, reading a lot of reviews or just first impressions of the series overall? Yeah, I'm very excited for it. And then just seeing people's first impressions, it just gets you more excited because people are saying how impressive this is, like the scale of everything and and the stakes and how different it is from anything Star Wars has ever done, like even more different than Rogue One, I've, I've heard it is. so. And it takes place five years before the events of Rogue One. We get to see uh, Andor's upbringing and how he became a, a rebel and how he found a, ca- a cause to fight for. So it should be really interesting to see it all play out. Yeah, definitely. And I, um, I was going through Twitter earlier in uh, Heavy Spoilers, a.k.a. Steven Spoilersberg, <laughs> YouTuber Heavy Spoilers. He actually tweeted saying that he got to watch the first three episodes of Andor and he said he really enjoyed it. He said it feels like an HBO show rather than a Disney Plus one. The tone is brilliant across it and it's almost like a cross between Blade Runner and uh, the man in the high castle definitely recommend it very high praise that is very very high praise um i was sent screeners for it but i didn't have time to sit down and watch them because 
you know, life gets in the way, but I do plan on watching them because we are going to be covering um, at least the first three episodes of Andor, you know, depending on how we feel. Usually with some of these Star Wars projects or just projects in general, um, I think we did it for, uh, what was it? Uh, Bad Batch. We did like the first two episodes and we're like, oh, it's cool, but it didn't really. Yeah, I couldn't do it. No, didn't really catch us all that much, but hopefully Andor will change our minds. And just to let you guys know, if we do decide to move ahead with Andor after the first three episodes, those episodes will be released um, every three weeks because we have a lot of our plate on our plate right now. Um, if you guys have not noticed, we are covering House of the Dragon weekly and She-Hulk on top of that with a few other movies uh, scrunched in between there. So we're going to try to uh, give our Andor review uh, the best the best way that we can. It's just going to be every three episodes. So four or five, six, we'll do an episode um, after episode six airs, kind of talk about the journey so far, so on and so forth up until episode 12. But yeah, I'm very excited for uh, for Andor. And, you know, heavy spoilers saying that it feels like an HBO show is really nice. And I did read somewhere that there are no callbacks. You know, there are no Easter eggs to any other Star Wars you know, characters or, you know, any other sequences within the universe, which I think is really, really nice. And hopefully if Andor does really well, I hope Disney plus um, or Lucasfilm decides to, Hey, you know, like we've outside of the things they already have in motion, like with Ahsoka, I feel like that is really necessary. Um, but it's just, sometimes I'm, I'm really excited that this movie or excuse me, this series does not have, um, any callbacks to like Luke Skywalker. It's like, I mean, it's great to see it, but I mean, it's, it's been ran into the ground at this point. And I just want a new fresh star Wars series that I can watch at home without worrying about, you know, an Easter egg popping up every 10 to 15 minutes about a callback to another movie. I want like star Wars is supposed to expand on its world. And we need to do that by introducing new characters. I think having an Andor series um, is um, is in the right direction, although we already know his fate that happens in Rogue One. But still, I mean, if they're able to pull this off, this is great. But yeah, any uh, other final thoughts about Andor and or <laughs> Andor? Got gotcha. It. Got it. <laughs> Rogue One. Um, no, just excited to watch it tomorrow. You got the first three episodes. Should be good. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much else, but I guess on your rewatch of Rogue One, what would you give it a score out of? Because right now on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 84% for critics and 86% for the audience score. Yeah, I'd be right around there, too, probably like an 87. Um, there are parts where it feels a bit overlong. Um, it is a two-hour, 13-month time, which for Star Wars isn't that much, but just felt a little long, and... Um, yeah, I got the job done. But other than that, um, just super solid entry and really kind of changed things up when Star Wars was was trying to get back into the swing of things. I mean, I got to give it to Disney like really quick. I I, I mean, they, they really, it, it seemed that they cared at first. <laughs> and I hate that to say that, but I mean, with Rogue One and then, I mean, after Rogue One comes the infamous, uh, when we had Solo, but before then... <laughs> we had uh, The Last Jedi, which I do enjoy, but 
still has some issues. But yeah, I mean, job well done. Rogue One is such a fantastic uh, film, and I wish we have a little bit more time to talk about it. But we are coming up on time here. So for my uh, score for Rogue One on my rewatch, seeing it in theaters, um, I'm just going to give it like a solid 90 because this is like top tier Star Wars. It's fantastic. I mean, it doesn't have any traditional lightsabers, which is okay, but we do get a little bit of lightsaber action in there. But it really shows what else the Star Wars universe could be outside of always focusing on the Jedi and always focusing on the Sith all at once. Uh, the deep fake uh, or the of, of Carrie Fisher with the whole Princess Leia thing, eh, that was okay. But it was great to see Darth Vader back. Also, um, General, was it General Tarkin? Yeah, Tarkin as well. It, it, it was okay. But, like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, they kind of had to do that to fit the story. I get it. But, yeah, it really, this this really is like a timestamp where it, it really is like that 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 reference that I believe that um, a lot of Star Wars projects that don't want to focus on a lot of, you know, the Skywalker saga kind of just focuses on and uses that as uh, inspiration. I mean, job well done. It's a fantastic movie. It's it's it will always be one of my best my favorite Star Wars movies. You know we'll see what else comes out. We're not getting a lot of Star Wars movies coming up soon, so this is going to be TV for a while, which is fine. But that concludes our our a very quicker you know uh, series revisited or franchise revisited uh, review look at Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. Again, wish we had a little bit more time, but we just don't today so with all that said if you like what you heard on today's episode you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend whether it be your mother your brother your lover whoever it may be make sure to share an episode of the filmopolis podcast with a movie lover in need and really quick you know we have a lot of things going on right now but i'm just going to plug two things we're covering house of the dragon weekly so definitely check those out our reviews actually dropped a little bit earlier because we were able to get screeners for that to give you guys non-spoiler reviews again those are non-spoiler reviews and we're actually covering she hulk every single week as well so definitely take a look at those episodes as well as a few other movies that we have on the podcast so we will see you guys later we hope you have a great day and may the force be with you and that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in a galaxy far, far away. Peace.